Welcome to Forever Healing Podcast. I am your host, Shanice, and I'm also the founder and CEO of I Am Kingdom Connections, where I help parents to find their purpose, unlock their identity, and walk in the true power in Christ. Today, in this segment, I will talk about the power of knowing who you are and also the power in your healing and how your lack of healing can actually affect your children instead of helping them. I am also the author of Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. I hope you enjoyed this series and come back for more. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to have you. This is Sophia, you guys. We have Sophia Richardson today, and I'm so excited. We are still interviewing for domestic violence uh, awareness this month. And I'm just going to give you a couple of seconds, Sophia, to introduce yourself and let the people know where to follow you at. Hello, 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 hello. I am Sophia Richardson, a.k.a. Sophia. I am owner of Empower to Inspire International, where we empower empower women to be their awesome, super fantastic selves. You can also find me on Facebook, Sophia Richardson. Also on my Facebook workout page, which is Sophia Heat Cream, S-O-F-Y-I-R-E, Heat Cream. And also you can follow me on Instagram at S-O-F-Y-R-E, Sophia, S-O-F-Y-I-R-E. Come on now. You heard what she said. She said Sophia. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> when um I thought I watch her on Facebook, and let me tell you, she is so empowering. She is so encouraging. She's a leader at heart. I would have never thought in a million years that you had even experienced anything with domestic violence. So when you reached out to me, I was like, man, God said that he will make it as if people won't even know you when they saw you. Okay, he'll do it, girl. (laughs) Yes, I would have never thought it and how you build other women up. You know, we live in a time that everybody against women is against women. And you guys, she's complete opposite. Like she encouraged, empower women. And like, she's such inspiring. So you guys follow her. It will be a joy to just hear her story or just and see how she overcame so much. She didn't let nothing stop her. Um, so we're going to dive right in. So I have my first question would be, what attracted you to your uh, abuser? Because I know for me, um, I was young. I was 15 years old, and he didn't come off as an abuser. I Like I said yesterday in one of the podcasts, a uh, young lady I interviewed, it was just that one time that he slapped me, and I'm like, well, it was one time. I'm going to go ahead and go back. And it, it, co- it just started a cycle of just years and years of torment. So what attracted you to your abuser? Well, um <laughs> When I first met my abuser, uh, which is my children's father, I want—I I can't even. With time, time heals everything. So um, I want—I don't want to say this as if I'm uh, bashing him or anything like that or whatever. But um, I was uh, 12 when I met him, um, and what attracted me to him is that he was the life of the party. Everybody loved him, and. Um, I just was like, he's just like the coolest kid on the block. Like everybody likes him. Like I want to be cool like him. And so uh, we were just friends. We grew up, grew up as friends at the time. And then um, 
the question came, uh, I was a new girl on the block. I had just moved in the area and, uh, you know, it was like, uh, everybody wants to get this new girl that just moved on the block. Everybody wants to date her. And, um, when he approached me like, Hey, you know, I think you're beautiful. And, uh, I've never heard those words before. I think you're beautiful because I didn't feel beautiful. And now mind you, I'm only 12 years of age. And, um, he's like the life of the party. Like everybody loves this young man. And I'm like, well, I'll be cool if I date him. And so there it started. We started dating at, at the age of 12. It's so powerful that you said that that he told you some things that you never heard before, because that's what drew me to mind. Like he was he just gave me the attention I wanted. I was like, I didn't know at the time. Now I know I was an attention seeker at that time. But it wasn't because um, um, I just wanted the attention. I, I wasn't getting it at home. That's what I would say. I wasn't really getting the attention at home. So when he would tell me different things and tell me how beautiful I was or just tell me I was the hottest on the block. I felt like, you know what? He got something. He goes, he, no, he loved me. I just had it in my mind. He was just in love with me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And he was, he's actually the, the father of all my children. So, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just throw a disclaimer out there. You guys, we're not bashing them at all, but it's just, it's our story. Yeah. And I don't want a lot of women, they get shamed by their story. And because they have children by their, the, their abuser they feel like if I say this and I'm bashing him that's not the case mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, I still love him um not in a I he just wasn't for me and what I carry he yes. just couldn't go with mm-hmm. that's it yep and so um I'm gonna ask you this did you feel helpless and hopeless while using this relationship because for me I felt like it was ever ending and it would never I would never get my my life back I I always knew that God had greater for me. And as long as I was in the relationship with him, I felt like as if I was inside of a jar Mm -hmm. trying to break out. Yeah. And so go ahead. I'm sorry. So I want you to explain that uh, to let them know, like, did you feel like that? And how did you overcome that? feeling? I did. I felt like he was it for me. Like there couldn't be anyone else for me. Um, like, uh, even though it was the most abusive relationship ever, I mean, he was the only one who noticed me, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. when, when no one else would, you know, cause I, I didn't feel beautiful at all growing up as a child. So I, it was everything. He was everything to me and I wanted so bad to get out, but if I left him, I would be by myself. I would be alone. Um, and so, I mean, I mean, yeah, he hit me and yeah, he's, he's, uh, verbally, physically and, uh, mentally abusive to me, but he, all I got, you know, um, ain't nobody else going to want me. And, you know, those were things that he would tell me, like, ain't nobody else going to want you, but me, nobody wants you. You have three kids, you know, uh, uh, you don't have any education, you know, blah, blah, this and that and this or whatever. And I believed him. You're not even beautiful. You know, and I believed those things. And I was like, well, you know. He right. Who's going to want somebody with three kids, you know, or whatever? Who's going to want somebody who's uneducated, you know? And, and I believe those things. And I remember um, the very last time I had to be pregnant with, I was pregnant with my our last child, um, Judah, which is my deliverance. Um, she's a girl. I know some people, when they say the name Judah, they think boy, but she's a girl. And I was pregnant with her. 
and um he was dealing with another young lady at a time at the time and uh he would be back and forth between the both of us and um mm-hmm. you know uh at some point you accept things like that because of the because you're not really meant you know you don't know better you're so mentally and emotionally broken that you see things through a broken glass and you and in your mind you think that it's okay because it's just us you know um and i remember the uh i was pregnant with my last child judah and uh i had went over to his home and um she the other young lady was there and uh i remember we had gotten into it because he had promised that he would get some shoes for our oldest child destiny and uh you know he didn't get them and so you know uh he had i remember him saying you know what um just leave like that or whatever and i remember i went to the refrigerator to get some milk for my um son our middle child christopher jr i went to go get some milk for him and I, re- because he said that he was hungry, he had wanted some, I went to get the milk to give him some cereal. And I can, I can just remember the blow to my face. And I was shocked because uh, he had never hit me while I was pregnant. And I remember mm. the blow to my face. And uh, it, it, it was, I was just like, I can't believe he just hit me in my face. And I wasn't afraid of him, so I wanted to try to defend myself, you know, against him. But, of course, I wasn't physically stronger than he was. And I remember him choking me out. He didn't want the last child we had. I remember he didn't want the last child we had, and he had told me to get an abortion. And I said, I'm not, you know, aborting my child because of my religious belief. uh, Abortions was not an option. And so uh, I'm like, I'm not aborting my child you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, um, we got to fight in and then he, um, he began to become very aggressive with me. And I remember him choking me and he choked me unconscious and, um, he choked me unconscious. And I remember, uh, being, I remember I was passed out for a while and I had finally came to, and I remember he was on standing on, um, his couch. He was standing on his couch. Now, the young lady was there, but, you know, she just allowed it because, you know, of course, she she hated the fact that it was still me. Right. Um, so she allowed it um, or whatever. And, uh, and so um, when I came to, I remember he was standing on his couch. He was standing on the top of his couch and he was about to leap into my belly. Mm. Um, and I remember I looked him in his eyes because at that point I had had enough. Um, now, see, the child that I was carrying, even though I was carrying her because of my religious belief, I didn't want her. But I knew I couldn't get an abortion because the hatred toward him had grown so great because I had been dealing with the young man since we were children. Right. And so the hatred for him had grown so had grown so great. Even the seed that I was carrying it was a part of him, so I hated it. But I knew I couldn't get an abortion because it wasn't the will of God for me. 
to do so. So I was, you know, I was with him. You know, I told him, I said, you go right on here. I said, jump. I said, jump off, jump into my belly. Go ahead and do it. And I remember he looked at me because it, at that time it wasn't him. The enemy had completely taken over him because the enemy wanted to kill the seed that I was carrying. Mm. And um, he looked at me into my eyes and I believe that the Holy Spirit had to actually take over because the Holy Spirit the whole time had to cover my seed because of the anointing that she was carrying. Yes. Yes. So I, I don't want to stop, but I want to stop right there real quick for um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, you said something that that struck me. You said due to the fact of your religious belief that you couldn't kill your baby. And you have some people that's actually for it. Um, I couldn't, I had, I was pregnant with my daughter. She was my sixth child, seventh child at the time. And mm -hmm. I, I remember praying to God. I said, I don't want to abort her because I'm scared that something will happen to me or something, I will die. I said, but if you can take her from me, then mm -hmm. I'll be okay. And then he I said to me, I didn't, I never heard God's voice as clearly as I did that day. And if it wasn't him, maybe it was my thoughts, but I know that was God's voice. He said to me, how dare you pray against something I'm giving you? Ooh, come on, girl. So for those that's listening and you want to abort your child and you don't want your child, give the baby to someone that can't have children. Because there's people out here that cannot have children, that wants children that will treat your child as their very own. But I'm glad you said that how God protected your seed because how anointed and powerful your daughter and the, the anointing and the deliverance that she will bring in this world. Yeah. So I wanted to stop there because I want people to understand when you make that decision to go and terminate a child, that God sent the child in his earth to complete what he needed to be completed. It's not for us to decide that. Um so I just want to stop and I want I wanted to I wanted to elaborate on that about my baby. It, it was just so just just yes. so similar. I had to stop there, but just you can go ahead. Yes, 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 yes. And so um the Lord had to jump in because the Lord, the whole time that I carried this particular seed, the Lord had to cover the seed because the spirit of rejection was not only from the father, but it was from the person who was carrying it. And that was mm. me. And so um, he had to protect her from us. And so um, he gets off the couch. And I remember he had, you know, he had, uh, you know, it was a very violent fight. I had lacerations across my face. And, uh, you know, my his handprint was around my throat, purple marks, a purple hand, I mean, you know, from him choking me unconscious. And uh, I remember I got up off the floor and my two, my son, Christopher was, uh, Junior was two years old at the time. And I remember he was just screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. And um, I got up off the floor, I grabbed my son. I remember grabbing my son and I tried to leave with my son. And he shut, as I was leaving out the door, he shut the door on me and snatched my son. And so um, I remember calling the police and then the police came back. Uh, they gave me my son and then I left. And at the time I didn't have transportation. So I, I caught the bus home and I was crying all the way home. 
and I had told the Lord, I said, Lord, please deliver me from this man. Cause I had a Christian background. So I knew I grew up in church. So I knew how to call on the name of the Lord. And I said, Lord, if you deliver me from this, I said, please deliver me from this man. Because if you don't deliver me from him, I'm going to kill him or he going to kill me. And I remember when I got home, there was such a spirit of deliverance on me. And at that moment, he delivered me. And I never mm. went back. I never went back after that. And I remember at, at the time I was about uh, three or four months pregnant. And at, at the sixth month of my conception, he had told me that her name is Judah Free, to be free from bondage, free from the things of this world. And that's why he had to keep her and cover her because of the anointing that she carried. So it didn't matter what I was saying and doing, what her dad was saying and doing, because through her, my deliverance would come. Mm. How powerful it is. Sometimes <clears throat> our children will save us. Mm -hmm. Our children will save us. Um, that, that story was powerful in so many ways. You answered so many questions because um, I want women to understand when you are dealing with someone that's so demonic and once again i am not mm -hmm. talking about our kids father in no type of way because we we wrestle not be between flesh and blood absolutely right so due to the fact the anointing that was placed on your life not only your child's life but your life my mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. um the enemy was trying to take you out you said you met him at 12 i met my uh abuser when i was 15 mm -hmm. the enemy was trying to take us out from the beginning because he understood the community and the people mm -hmm. that we was called mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to, to break free. But how powerful what the enemy meant for our bad, God turned around for our good. So now we have a story to go and grab people and let them know, hey, if God delivered me from something that's so demonic, if God delivered me from someone that was trying to take my life, if God delivered me from someone that, that, um, that was so... Uh, wrapped up in the, the, the kingdom of darkness, he can deliver you from it. And I want the women to understand just because you just because you have children by this man does not mean that this is your your ending. And you said so many points about um he said you felt like he was all you had. I felt like that for so long. And he would tell me the same things that your abuser told you. I have eight kids. I have six boys and two girls. Mm -hmm. Who gonna want you with all these kids? Mm -hmm. Who gonna want you with eight kids? And I believed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believed everything he said to me. I believed that I, I, um, nobody else would want me. I didn't want to be alone. I'm like, if I leave him, then I'm gonna be alone for a period of time, and then I'm not. And I'm gonna just be honest. I'm gonna just be honest. I was addicted to sex, mm -hmm. so I felt like if I leave him, who I don't want to have sex with no one else. I don't want to have my children with no one else. I I mean, my mind was so distorted. And like you said, I, we, you will be so emotionally and mentally broken that you will believe these things. My mind was so distorted. And I had heard these things growing up because I had my first child when I was 16. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always, I had so many word curses over me. You'll never be anything. You, uh, uh, um, you crazy. 
I, I mean, I, my family said some crazy things to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, it wasn't that I was crazy. I actually was going crazy because I, the stuff that I was dealing with, but yet I was still lying to myself that everything would be okay. And it wasn't until, uh, thank God that you walked away from your mate at that time of, of that of that event. But he did, my kid's father did something like that to me. I was eight, I, he didn't want the child that I had at the time. I was eight months pregnant. And um, he choked me out with my when I was eight months uh, pregnant. And thank God I was able to get out of the house at the time. But I went back. And when I went back to him, it created this cycle that was so strong. I felt like I would never end up. The cycle would never end. I felt as if I would never be able to get out. And I I remember, just like you said, I, I grew up in church, so I knew to call out to God. And I said, God, I, I need you to save me from me because I'm killing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm killing myself because I'm with this person. I know he's not going to change. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to change. I wanted to be this. I had created this imagination in my mind that we're going to be this perfect family and we're going to uh, own businesses together. I was just so distorted to even think this way. But it goes back to, like you said, you... um you're so mentally and emotionally drained and broken that you actually believe the things that they say mm-hmm. and the things that you have in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next question I have, what advice, and we, you pretty much answered it, but what advice would you give to someone who have kids with their abuser? Is it okay? Is it ever okay to just go here and just walk completely away and not even allow him to see his kids? Or do you feel that he will use the children as a leverage? So what what I would say is, because I was with him for um, eight and a half, we were together eight and a half years. Um, I would leave and go back, leave and go back, leave and go back, leave and go back. Um, and each, each time, like you said, each time I went back, the abuse got worse. Um but what I will say to you is that um, you have to first, and, and I'm saying this because it's so, it's so, so, so important. You, I have to, you have to first seek the Lord on what is it that you should do. Um, how, how should you exit? Should he still be involved with the children? What, and I'm going to tell you the prayer that I would pray for over my children. I would pray that the Lord would cover my children and that he would be their father. He would show me how to love them. He would send mentors into their lives. He will send counselors. He will send people because it takes a village to raise a child. And the Lord will send people to help me, especially with my daughter, my oldest daughter. He would send person after person after person after person to help me with my daughter. And my son, the Lord was so favorable over my son that he kept my son, that my son never got into drugs and violence and, and all of those things like that. And so, um, but I'm going to tell you what God did. Um, so their father, and I'm going to tell you the story and I'm going to tell you what, I mean, um, what, how you should go about doing it. Uh, so he has two sets of children. He has, I was the first, um, the first uh, woman to carry his children. Then there was the other young lady. She was the second woman to carry his children. So I have three children by him. He has, she has four children by him and the Lord has restored our relationship and we're cool as ever now. But, um, um, there was a, there was a season where I was advancing 
as far as spiritually. And the Lord knew that he had to cover and keep my children. So he allowed him to just be absent. He just wasn't, mm. he just allowed them to be absent. And at the time it broke me because they didn't have a father. It broke me, but it saved my children because the influence that he would have had over my children would have been detrimental to them. Now these right. set of children that he had with the other young lady, he was always involved with them. He was always there even after their breakup. He made sure he was he was still connected to those children. And him being connected to those children took those children to a place to where it's going to take a whole lot of prayer for them to come out of it. Uh, those set of children got involved in gang violence, drugs, jail, all of that stuff because of the influence that he had in his children's life. Um, a lot of us want the father to be involved, but it is, it is, it is wise to ask the Lord as to what he would have you to do. Now, my desire was for him to be in their life, but he removed them because he had to, because of where he was trying to do, because the, the anointing that, that I have on my life, it doesn't even, and what y'all got to know is it don't even start with you. It start with those people that have been praying before you even got here. So, yes. So the so the prayers that were prayed up before you got here and once you got here, people are praying for you that you don't even know. So even though you would want it to be a certain way, ask the Lord how you He would have you to do it. And if the man is a violent man to you and your children, then you keep your children away from him. There is no reason for you to have to be in relationship with this man if he's violent to you and your children. You keep him totally away from him. And if it's a situation where he is not violent to your children, but he has a, his life that he lives is dysfunctional, then the visits should be supervised. I'm not saying keeping him away from the kids, but the kids shouldn't be able to leave with him. And I'm saying that is there was times when my kids would go over to their house, to, to their father's house, and they would come back and say, Oh, you know, they smelt this or oh, they seen this type of drug. Mom, what is this white stuff? So like, I, I don't play that type of stuff. So I knew I couldn't have my children around him because of what he was involved in. So I had to protect my kids. Now I didn't keep him away from them. Whenever he wanted to see him, he would come over and see him. And then whenever he, whenever I would take them to see him, we would meet at his mama house and he would spend time with them there. But because of the influence that he had over my children, I had to protect them. Now, if it's a situation mm. where the, the father, it was just maybe physically abusive to you and he doesn't have a drug problem or any of those problems, he's just abusive. But he loves his kids. His kids, don't keep them away from his kids. Let them go be with their father. He was abusive to you because some abusers are not abusive to their children. So, yes, that part, so, yes. Yeah, so if he's not abusive to his children, then by all means, if he's a good dad to his children, let him see him. So to answer your question, you have to figure out what stage of abuse that you are in to see if it's okay for the child, the child's father or the children's father to be involved in their lives. That's so powerful that you said that because a lot of women, including myself, 
I stayed because I just wanted him to be in their life. And my children needed that. They needed that. They needed that. They need, they need, it was just always need, need, need. And it's so funny that you said that God made him absent for a period of time because even my kid's father, he's not as active as he needs to be. But I know deep down inside, even though I don't want to face it, I know deep down that he's not around because, like you said, the influence mm-hmm. that he would have on the children will be more detrimental than just having him, having allowing God to help you to raise your children, give you the wisdom. God would, there's so many single moms out there that have raised their children to be respectful and loving and caring, don't have daddy and mommy issues, and that was brought up in the Lord that turned out perfectly fine, you know? So I'm so happy that you answered that question. And one one last question is, what encouragement, because I believe every woman that's in a situation like that, you definitely need the encouragement to to live every single day or just to walk away. Because I know for me, even after I walked away, it was as if I was still addicted to him and addicted to his uh his company addicted to his conversation and it was it was detrimental i definitely had to depend on god for him to completely deliver him for me but he did it in a way that i would have the strategies to help other women it was a slow deliverance it wasn't immediately but i understood why it was so slow um so what encouragement would you give to those that feel trapped right now that needs to get out but they just feel like they're just too broken to move I would say understand that you are not the little girl that grew up in your home with physical, mental, sexual, and verbal abuse. You are not that little girl. You are worth being loved. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're strong. You're educated. You are a mother. You are an entrepreneur. You are a self-starter. You are worth being loved. Um, Forgive yourself for mistakes that you've made in your life, uh, for not accomplishing things that you thought you should have accomplished by now. Um, Allow God to heal your heart from your brokenness of your past when you were in that house, how you grew up. Uh, Forgive yourself. Um, Forgive your mom. Forgive your dad for not being the parents that they should have been. Forgive yourself for staying so long. Look yourself in the mirror every day, every day, and tell yourself that you are beautiful and that you are worthy of being loved and that you do not have to settle. You don't because there is somebody out there for you, but God cannot give that someone to you if there is someone blocking it. Mm. What? Yes. Yes. Take some time. I, I mean, go ahead. Go. Take some time. That is so ahead, powerful. Babe. Okay, that's so powerful that you you told them to look in a mirror, cause and forgive yourself, because a lot of times I know for me, I was so angry at myself that I stayed for so long. I was so angry at myself that I allowed something like this to happen. I'm looking in the mirror like, girl, you fan and he ugly, and you go see him like. Girl, <laughs> you gonna see him and let him do this to you and how fan you is. I mean, it took so long for me to 
uh, to accept God's forgiveness because God had already forget, uh, forgave me, but it was me that I hadn't forgave myself. So I'm so happy that you said forgive yourself and look yourself in the mirror because a lot of times after they have told us so long that we're ugly, you're you're nobody ever wants you. We don't want to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So look in the mirror. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Tell yourself that you can do this. Tell yourself that you are fearfully, wonderfully made. Get them the word. If you don't understand the word, get a Bible app and listen Mm -hmm. to it. Yes, allow God to speak to you because he didn't make you to be a vessel to be beaten on. I mean, no, he's our father is the king of kings and the lords of lords. When we look, we are uh, royal in his eyes. So he didn't he he didn't meant for you to get punched and don't feel ashamed and discouraged that you're in this situation. Cause like Sophia, she overcame it. I overcame it. The young lady that I interviewed yesterday, Leslie, she overcame it. So it's possible for you to overcome it. But don't be discouraged by your path and your process that God is leading you on to over to help you to overcome the things that only he can help you do. You cannot do this in your own strength. Yes. So is there anything else that you have to say to the people today? I would just say, ladies, just be encouraged and don't be ashamed. And a lot of times we go into hiding and we're ashamed because we're afraid of what people may say. But the most important thing that you want to know is those people, there are people who love you. And those people want you to be free. They want you to walk away. They want you to be happy. They want you to be loved. They want you to be accepted. Find you somebody that you can share your story with. Find you someone that you can talk to, that you can really, really trust, that can encourage you and motivate you and uplift you because what you have to know, this is not your ending. This is just the beginning. Yeah. Yes. To a beautiful story. Do you hear me? Thank you so much, Sophia. I'm so excited I had you on today. I love you guys. Stay encouraged, stay inspired, and stay motivated. Until my next episode, I... Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. I hope you come back for more. And I hope you was able to get the strategies and the clarity that you needed. Also, leave me a message. Let me know how I'm doing. And tell a friend to tell a friend about my podcast. Until my next episode, stay encouraged, stay inspired, and stay motivated. And stay motivated. Peace.